When you got friends or family coming to town that you really, really like, you take them to the good Vegas spots. You know what I'm talking about. Whatever the opposite of M&M's world is. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're talking with Coco Jenkins. She's the creator of the popular Instagram account, Nothing To Do LV. She's spilling the beans on the best non-touristy spots in Las Vegas that your favorite out-of-towners will love. It's Wednesday, March 29th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Coco Jenkins, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you so much for having me. I know we've been trying to lock this down for a while, but I'm glad we could find a way to align. Yeah, it's nice to have you here on CityCast Las Vegas. And you're an expert guide through our weird and quirky little city. So first, Coco, what makes something a good non-touristy attraction in Vegas? How do locals define that? To me, a good non-touristy local attraction in Vegas is something that's not part of what we call strip culture. Mm. So strip culture would be, you know, gambling, clubbing, drinking, dancing, like heavy emphasis on that and like that only with no necessarily like um, cultural meaning behind it or, you know, it's just like, you know, to, to do the Vegas life, which is dope, but Right. As you know, we have so much other stuff going on here. I totally feel you on that, right? It's mm-hmm. like stuff that happens on the strip, the party party all the time, the obvious stuff. Like we all don't think of that as non-touristy, even though we might like right. some of that stuff. That's not our bucket for non-tourist. Right. Exactly. Right. That's that ship culture versus, you know, Vegas culture. And I think a lot of us then have kind of like our own secret non-touristy places. And Definitely. Coco, I'm not going to ask you to spill your best secrets, but I kind of am. <laughs> so whatever you're willing to share, when you have friends or family who come to town, what, what would be your number one go-to super special recommend that they cannot miss before they leave from our city? Okay, you're right. My super like non-touristy Coco recommendation are usually actually nature spots. Oh. They're usually nature spots in Vegas and those you're right. I will not give those away because to me you have to you you gotta like know the person that you're sharing that with to know that they'll take care of and honor the land in the same way. And not trash the place and not like tear it up. So like the nature spots (laughs) <laughs> I love the nature that. spots are like mouth to mouth. Like I'm only telling my my friends. Okay, you gotta you gotta too. pass the cocoa <laughs> smell test. Are you gonna be a good steward? Are you gonna be a good tourist? Or are you gonna be one of those jerks who like spray paints your name on the side of Magic Mountains? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So nature spots, I'll never like really give away online. Uh, you know, I might take a picture and post it, but I'm not telling you the name. Um, but other spots. Well, I could give you some scenarios, but like, yeah, if you mm-hmm. if one that you're willing to spill a good, like go to that almost fits everybody. Okay. My first go to will always be the pinball hall of fame. Yes. Oh. Classic. It's classic. 
but I know people still don't know about it. I haven't even been to the new one since it moved, but yeah. when it, it was at the old location, man, I was there like <laughs> every weekend trying to play this one game that you could, you know how some games you can um like save your account? Yeah. Yeah, so I would go back there and I, I finally got to the end. Um, but Pinball Hall of Fame is like, yo, it's affordable, it's fun, it's all ages. And the proceeds go to charity on top of that, so total bonus. That's awesome. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, he donates so much money to Salvation Army. Uh, he makes these big checks all the time, and that mm-hmm. has helped because it's all volunteer, too. I mean, it's such a feel-good place. It's one of my—I'm going to just tell you, Coco, like that— that's your number one. That is my special sacred place. I've been following Pinball Hall of Fame since it used to be in that dude, Tim Arnold's literal backyard. It used to be no at way. his house. He used to store all his pinball machines in a warehouse that he built behind his house. That was like off of Annie Oakley over on the east side. And then okay. he moved over to a spot on Tropicana uh, then he moved down right. another spot on Tropicana that you probably were at, and now the big right. one. So, oh my God, so, so good. That's some dope uh, OG history. One of these days, we're just going to go back and forth of our favorite pinball machines there. But let's let's go through a bunch of scenarios, because I want to get to as many okay. spots as possible. So, okay, here's scenario one for you, Coco. Let's say there's a family of six. The parents want to keep their kids away from the casinos for the most part. What do you recommend for them for a non-touristy experience? All right. Off the top, during the daytime, I'm actually going to send them downtown. Uh We have two cool spots, you know, that are family-friendly, which is Ferguson and Container Park. And a lot of times they have really cool programming just for kids, too. And it's not basic for adults, either. Uh It's not like a kid-centric place. But it has enough stuff for kids where it's dope, interactive, artistic, creative. And that's where I would take some kids if if I knew kids were coming to town. Yeah. I mean, that was my understanding of the original concept of Container Park is that they got that really dope um, treehouse in the middle. But then the parents can be on the side drinking their wine or their cocktails on the other side. (laughs) Exactly. what, What else would you call family friendly in Las Vegas? Family friendly in Las Vegas. I mean, obviously, it also depends on the kind of fam, you know, but um, yeah, some families when, are a little stranger than others. <laughs> right. If you're with a strange family, there's also this spot called Cemetery Pulp, and they have all kinds of like morbid type things like bats in a in a glass and like stuff you would see in like a gothic type home. You know, like bony hands, skeletons, skulls, those kinds of things. Yeah, it's kind of like a creepy little retail shop. I've, I've seen that in my feed, too, and I haven't been there yet, but it's definitely intriguing. And then there's like Nightmare uh, Toy Store, which is downtown. I saw that. That looked oh, kind of interesting. Nightmare Cafe. Yeah. And there's a little yep. toy store next to it um, and stuff like also, that. Also, like, you know, it just depends on, you know, your level with, with, with the kids. But uh, one time, me and my dude, we took his nieces. To the art factory and just walked around looking at the art, talking to different artists. That's something that I would do as an adult and, you know, just make it fun for whatever kid I was with. Okay. So the arts factory down in the arts district, right off of Charleston. 
All right, uh, Coco, I'm going to throw another one at you. This might be a little bit more close to home because this happens to me all the time. But a friend from college who just kind of rolls their eyes about Las Vegas and says it's too shallow or too kitschy, so they're kind of hating on it a little bit. Or worse, the friend who comes here who's like, I'm going to do Vegas ironically, and they like all dress up like nobody dresses up. You know what I'm saying? Like over the top and they have like the visor and the loud shirt and the whole sunglasses inside and the whole stupid thing. So that person, if you want to give them a good non-touristy like redirection, where are you sending them? So we just opened up, you know, the Beverly Theater that just Mm -hmm. opened up recently. You know, you could take someone there for a more cultured time if you're looking for something like a little more like subculture, like like DIY style, also in the arts district is Recycled Propaganda, which is a really cool art gallery. A lot of like anti-government, anti-societal structure type things. And it just has like a really dope vibe in there, like really punk rock, really like tagged up. Subversive. Yeah. Subversive yes. art. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Subversive but commercial. That's kind of interesting, like mm-hmm. line that they walk over there. Recycled propaganda. Yeah, and I would say sub subversive and submersive, because you're like, you know, you're literally like within the things, able to interact with with all of the stuff and check it out like that. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So you like sharing the culture a little bit, too. And then, of course, if someone was going to Beverly, it's just a quick trip over to that really cool, unique, independent bookstore, Writer's Block. The Writer's Block? Oh, there's also another bookstore I love, which... Uh, do you know Hannibal Burris? Oh, yeah, the, the comedian. Yes, I get him. So what about him? Not too long ago, we threw a show for him. He's starting his new rapper career under the name of Eshu Toon. And we did a show for him recently, a couple months ago at the usual place, which is one of my favorite bars also. Mm-hmm. And we were just kicking it during the day, you know, kind of just passing time, getting content. And I brought him to uh, my homegirl shop, Analog Dope, which is also a bookstore and record shop, very specifically focusing uh, more on like black culture and the African diaspora so you know you got more of your like jazz hip-hop type records there a lot of bell hooks a lot of Saul Williams those types of 
of artists, and that's at Analog Dope, right next to... It's over on um, Colorado and Casino Center. That's exactly in the it. Little you know what's up, David. Oh, yeah. You know what's I was up. Just, I was just in there last week, and co-host Vogue Robinson and I went in there and went shopping. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. all good stuff. Well, that's really, really, really cool. So even though this this mythical friend is a little jerky, you have shown that person an amazing day. How about like one nighttime thing to throw into the mix? One nighttime thing. Okay, so you guys called me on here because I run this Instagram page called There's Nothing to Do in Vegas. Uh-huh. And every single day we post the events that are happening. So like I think of it kind of day by day. So, like, let's say they came out on a Monday night. Mondays are actually not not cracking in Vegas. Okay. Every Monday, they have punk rock karaoke at Berlin Bar. Also down the Arts District. So, yeah. Right. I'm sensing the theme right. for this ironic <laughs> friend. All right. So, let's talk about an auntie or an uncle who you don't want to party with, Coco, but let's say they're looking for something that's a little more chill, a nice quiet outing. Where do you send auntie and uncle? I would send them to the dispensary lounge on Trap and Eastern. Ooh. That's Have a you ever been there? I have spent many a night on the in front of the water wheel on the carpeted uh, floors in that old the school shopping center. Flush car- listening floor. to amazing jazz. Listening to amazing jazz, getting one of my favorite burgers in town. Mm. And they have these like deep fried mushrooms that are bomb. They make everything there fresh. Uh, and on certain days, they have some really amazing jazz musicians. And that fur- the furnishing in there is like a time warp to the 1980s, I will tell you. And it is quaint in that way. It's definitely one of those uh, those secret strip mall spots. Like you be at the strip mall, you see the front, and then you go inside and boom, it's a whole vortex. It's a whole thing. Right. And we should really clarify it because it's called the dispensary and it has been so named for decades, but it is not a place where you go buy weed. (laughs) This is correct. All right. Uh, I have some aunts and uncles who hate jazz. So if they didn't want to go to the dispensary, which is down over on like Tropicana and Eastern, where are you going to send them? Hate jazz. Well, not just because they hate jazz. We'll just like say if we don't want to send them to the dispensary, where are some other good spots for an auntie and uncle? Okay. I just pulled up on a spot recently on Las Vegas Boulevard that I'd never been to before called the Old Havana Cuban Cigar Lounge. Huh. It's between Gas and Garces. Okay, so downtown, downtown. Yeah, and so you could be walking. I would probably walk by and miss it every time until I was looking for it the other day because one of my beautiful friends, Akasha, had a performance there and it's just like this tiny hole in the wall spot but another like vortex vibe you go in there and you're like what is this place it's like beautifully set up and then you know you have them serving you the cuban cigars i'm not even into that it's just so bad and that's kind of funny because it's near one of the most touristy in my opinion places which is pawn stars is almost right across the street from that spot so while auntie and uncle may do a touristy thing across the street, then afterwards, nice chill vibe over at the cigar bar, non-touristy. Nice. Yeah, you could definitely be low-key right there for sure. Now, I imagine quite a few visitors who come to Las Vegas do take a look 
at nothing to do LV on Instagram or wherever else to find something to do. So what are some of the gems not yet mentioned in Las Vegas that you'd like to see get way more attention? What have we left off the list that deserves the Coco Jenkins treatment? Ooh. Okay, we all know about First Friday. At the end of First Friday, which ends like 10, 11-ish, okay? Yes, you could go to a bar. There's still plenty to do. But my favorite thing to do on First Friday is go to a bar called Ninja Karaoke, Mm -hmm. which is on First Street. Has this really beautiful mural, and they have a really beautiful patio. And on the patio, they host dance battles, all styles dance battles, where dancers of all genres can come and compete head-to-head for a cash prize. Um, It's hosted by my partner, Art who helps me run There's Nothing to Do in Vegas. Mm -hmm. So every first Friday, these like amazing high-level dancers compete. I'm talking about backflips. I'm talking about breaking. I'm talking about bone breaking, cutting, like waving, popping, locking, all the different styles. They come and they compete every first Friday. And this runs from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m., sometimes 3 a.m. And while I stay away from First Friday just because I'm a downtowner, that's that literally is something that I would go to go check out later at night. So thank you for that. Honestly, there was like a while where I would get First Friday anxiety. I, yeah. I totally understand. Oh, I still live with that. Because of like the life I set up for myself. Oh, Coco, you got to capture all these moments. And, and right. I would just, I would take a nap until 10 p.m. And then, I was, all right, I guess I'll just go to the dance battles. And there you go. So I totally understand. And yeah, if you can take a nap on first Friday, there you go. Pull up at pull up at midnight. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. Pull up at midnight and you're yeah. gonna be right in like the threshold of this amazing competition that's free to attend, by the way. All right. Last question, Coco. What is your favorite touristy thing to do as a local? So now we're gonna <laughs> just reverse reverse that one. Doug, I love going to the club. Find me at Dre's. Find me at any club that's spinning hip hop. I love going out, like dressing cute and just dancing. That's my favorite thing to do. I And also I got to shout out the Bellagio um, Conservatory because it's always yes. beautiful in there. Yeah, and catch those fountains on the way out. That's right. Hey, Coco Jenkins, thank you so much for sharing all the secrets and Maybe next time we'll get you to spill those secret nature ones. But people need to go check out (laughs) Nothing to Do LV for things that aren't on their radar. Uh, Coco Jenkins, thanks for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas. million percent. Thank you. And now a microdose of news. So some new tourism numbers make today's show even more timely. Last month was the first February that Reed International saw more than 4 million visitors. That appears to be a significant increase over the previous February and the first February in history that we topped 4 million people. And homegrown headliners The Killers are one of the bands topping the newly announced lineup of September's Life is Beautiful Festival, brought to you by Checking Notes... Non-Las Vegas company Penske Media and Rolling Stone. Other big names include Kendrick Lamar, Odessa, and Nelly. All right. Luckily, there will also be plenty of seasoned Vegas performers such as Cirque du Soleil, Blue Man Group, and Piff the Magic Dragon. Last but not least... 
Today is CityCast Las Vegas's first birthday. Catch us on the News Roundup this Friday talking about our one year of podcasting and newslettering. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you love this episode, send it to your favorite out-of-towner and maybe even your favorite local, too. And hey, if you go check out any of these spots, post a pic and tag us at CityCast Vegas. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Um, uh, this is not going to make it into podcast, but I used to perform with Saul Williams back in my old slam poetry days, but that was the okay. thing. And when he came to okay. Vegas, he played, a like a secret show at the Sahara of all I places. I was there. I was yeah, there. I was there too. And there? I got to catch up with him. That was so awesome. <laughs>